Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Or you can send an offering to Harrison United Church by visiting harrisonunited.com and clicking the donate button or by mail at Harrison United Church, P.O. Box 298, Harrison, Ontario, Canada, N0G1Z0. Thank you so very much and God bless. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Welcome to today's worship service from Grace United Church in Hanover and Harriston United Church. I am the Reverend McCall Cottrell, and co-leading worship with me today is the Reverend Jessica Cottrell. As you welcome us into your home, we welcome you into ours. A couple of announcements to share with you today. Our Mother's Day food drive at Grace United continues even while we are unable to be in our church building. Items can be dropped off at the church parking lot on Tuesday, May 4th, between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m., when members of our stewardship team will be able to collect the items and deliver it directly to the food bank. Please contact the church office if this time slot doesn't suit, and we can happily arrange to have your donations picked up at a more convenient time. Items that are especially needed at the food bank at this time include baby cereal, jarred baby food, rice, large cans of soup, tea, canned mushrooms, canned diced tomato, box or canned potatoes, syrup, panty liners, tampons, and poise. A recent addition to our events at Grace United Church is a dance party series entitled Dancing Around the World, and it is led by Heather. Each time we will share music from a different country and enjoy dancing together over Zoom. It is a time to shift your mood and join in a quick pick-me-up to say hello, get moving, and feel some joy running through our veins. All ages are welcome, friends and family are welcome, and members of other church are welcome. Please note that video is not required if you prefer to dance unseen or just want to listen. All social comfort levels from shy to outgoing are welcome. To find out more about these and other events at Grace United, including our book club, exercise groups, ukulele groups for children and an all ages ukulele group, and Zoom assistance, please sign up for our email newsletter or call the church office. During the month of May, we celebrate Asian heritage in the United Church of Canada. Chinese and Japanese congregations took part 
in church union. Strong Korean and Filipino communities have taken shape since. The very Reverend Sang Chul Lee became the church's first moderator of Asian heritage in 1988. The intercultural vitality of the church continues to expand today, including through mutual recognition of ministries with the Presbyterian Church in the Republic of Korea and the United Church of Christ in the Philippines. Friends, as we enter into this time of worship, we remember that for thousands of years, indigenous people have walked on this land and that their relationship with the land is at the center of their lives and spirituality. We recognize that we are all treaty people. At Grace, we are part of Saugine Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the part the church has played in an ongoing history of colonization and oppression. We pray that God may ever lead us in building right relationship. Friends, come, let us worship. May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. Friends, let us join together in our centering prayer. O Holy One, you meet us where we are, and like a loving shepherd, you comfort us. In sacred love, hold all our fears, hesitations, grief, and heartbreaks, and help us to feel your care. O Holy One, you meet us where we are, and like a loving shepherd, you lead us. Take the fullness of who we are, and with the power of resurrection, bring us into the life you dream. O Holy One, you meet us where we are, inviting us into sacred relationship. Bless us that we may offer one another comfort and healing. Bless our lives and bless our worship. Amen. When being born with light skin is dangerous. Few Tanzanians live with albinism beyond the age of 40. When Akonwosa Ira was five years old, she couldn't walk down the street without being taunted for having albinism, a genetic condition that results in lack of pigmentation in skin, eyes, and hair. Children would taunt her with rude songs and pull her hair. When she told teachers she couldn't see well, a condition common for people with albinism, they accused her of lying. Today, Eero, a lawyer, advocates for people with albinism. In 2015, the United Nations appointed her as the first independent expert on the subject. Eero's priority is to end brutal attacks against people with albinism. More than 600 attacks have taken place in 26 African countries since 2007, and two-thirds of the victims are children. Being born with light skin is particularly dangerous in Tanzania, where one in 1,400 people have albinism. Few of these people live beyond age 40, not only because of high rates of cancer, but also because of belief systems. Some belief systems portray people with albinism as magical. 
As a result, there is a lucrative trade in their body parts, which are believed to hold special powers. The COVID-19 pandemic has made the situation even worse because people can't get to medical appointments or purchase sunscreen. In some communities, people with albinism are blamed for the outbreak of the pandemic. That's why your generosity through mission and service is supporting the Morogoro Women's Training Centre to host seminars for young Tanzanian women with albinism. Topics like disability rights, legal protection, and entrepreneurship will be covered. The seminars are really important because they will not only provide training and give women a greater sense of their rights, but also an opportunity to share experiences and talk about how their condition and the stigma around it affects them. Says Wendy Gachuri, the United Church's Program Coordinator for Africa and the Middle East. Your mission and service gifts support a variety of critical seminars like the Morogoro ones around the world. Thank you so much. Through mission and service, your generosity addresses prejudice and violence and helps change lives. Today's Old Testament reading is the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in fields of green grass and leads me to quiet pools of fresh water. He gives me new strength. He guides me in the right paths as he has promised. Even if I go through the deepest darkness, I will not be afraid, Lord, for you are with me. Your shepherd's rod and staff protect me. You prepare a banquet for me where all my enemies can see me. You welcome me as an honored guest and fill my cup to the brim. I know that your goodness and love will be with me all my life. And your house will be my home as long as I live. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who's not the shepherd and who doesn't own the sheep. When he sees the wolf come, he leaves the flock and he runs away. And the wolf comes and snatches up the sheep and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand doesn't care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep who are not of this fold. I must bring them with me as well. They listen to my voice. So there shall be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, that I lay down my life to take it back up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own accord. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it back up again. I have received this command from my Father. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts 
Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Last week, there was a video that went viral on social media. Just over 20 seconds long, it showed a man pulling a sheep out of a crevice that the sheep had been stuck in. The man had to pull the sheep with some effort by its back legs, but finally got the sheep unstuck. The sheep was then placed onto the ground where it bounced happily a few feet away before leaping into the air and plunging, you guessed it, right back into the crevice. Every time I saw the video, I burst out laughing. Lots of people found it hilarious and also relatable, labeling the video with different phrases. A few of my favorites included, trying to get my child out of bed in the morning, logging off of social media for the day and then immediately going back on, 2020 lockdowns in a nutshell, and just when I think my life is back on track. This poor sheep being rescued only to find itself in the same situation just moments later was too relatable. Viewers found themselves feeling not only for the sheep, but also for the young man who rescued him. You don't see his face when the sheep dives back into the crevice, but you can imagine him shaking his head, maybe even shrugging his shoulders and walking a few steps forward to help the sheep again. This video made the rounds among my friends and colleagues for the reason that today we are celebrating Good Shepherd Sunday. On the fourth Sunday of Easter every year, we celebrate the image of Jesus as a shepherd and of God as the one who leads us throughout our lives like a shepherd leads a sheep. Every year in this season of new life and resurrection, we remember the image of the shepherd who leads us and we reflect on what it means to be a sheep who follows. Hopefully, we don't go plunging right back into the crevices that we were just pulled out of, but to be honest, it might be a strong possibility. Our gospel reading this morning reminds us that in one of his I am statements, Jesus refers to himself as the Good Shepherd. In this passage, he defines the Good Shepherd as one who will lay his life down for his sheep, one who will sacrifice in order to make sure that his sheep are taken care of. And he knows his sheep by name. Jesus says that he knows them and they know him, and they will listen to and follow his voice. He is describing a relationship of care and concern on the part of the shepherd for the sheep. In the same way, he holds great care and concern for the children of God and will indeed lay his life down in order for them to experience abundant life. We hear that when we listen to his voice and follow the way of Christ, that we will always be cared for and sustained in our journey. The same message appears to us in our psalm. Psalm 23 is perhaps the most well-known passage, passage of scripture 
in the Bible. It contains beautiful images that have brought comfort and strength to so many, particularly in difficult times. In this passage, we tend to put ourselves in the place of the sheep, the one who follows the voice of the shepherd. But what does it mean to be a sheep? Preacher Keelan Day reflects upon that role in this way. To be a sheep is at its most basic to be a creature. Sheep probably do not contemplate whether or not they are God. They likely do not spend their days thinking about ambition and success and storing up wealth. They have much more pressing tasks to tend to. For instance, they must eat and eat and eat. And when they are done eating, they must take a little rest. Perhaps they will find that they need some time to roughhouse and playfully pick on one another. Then they find that they need to rest some more, cuddling up in a heap, snoozing a bit in the sun or the shade, depending on their desired temperature. They do not spend their days thinking that they are the source of all that is, the center of the universe, nor the creature at the heart of creation. Sheep, it seems, are just so happy to be sheep, eating and walking and playing and sleeping and bleating their way through life. A sheep is a creature created and loved by their creator. She continues by saying that being a sheep also means being a part of a community, a herd. They are safest and happiest as part of a big community of sheep. When one does wander off, it knows it is alone, scared, and in a precarious position. It knows that out here on the hillside all by itself, it will be an easy and quick dinner for that wolf or another roaming predator. Sometimes a sheep gets lost, it's true, but most sheep know to stick together, that their body depends on other bodies, forming into one large protective pile. Sheep do not think that they should live all alone, independent, and never ever reliant upon another sheep. A life alone would be a sad life for a sheep. Sheep know that they need other sheep desperately because their very lives depend upon it. Keelan and other commentators also remind us that sheep are followers. Without the voice of one to follow, they would get lost easily. They need someone to call out their names, someone to provide guidance, to lead them to the places where they need to go in order to live into the fullness of life that God offers. And in this Psalm, we are the sheep. We need to listen to the voice of the one who calls us forward. We need to listen and to follow in order to live in the fullness that God offers. This doesn't mean that we won't encounter hard times or difficulties. Those are pretty much guaranteed in life. But it does mean that we will not journey through them alone. We will have someone guiding us and a community by our side to cheer us on and provide us with comfort and support. 
I think this is why the psalm speaks to the hearts of so many people. It reminds us that we do not journey through life alone. I'd like to share a story that some of you have heard before. 16 years ago, during my first year of ministry in Alberta, I was in a pretty serious car accident. I totaled my vehicle and the accident left me bruised, shaken, and hesitant to drive. Since my accident had happened right as the sun was setting, I was especially nervous about driving while it was dark. Since it was the end of spring, I was able to avoid driving at night until September when it couldn't be put off any longer. As I drove home from an evening meeting, I knew that I would have to drive right past where my accident has occurred as it was the only highway home. I remember getting in my car, my heart pounding so loudly that I was sure everyone else could hear it and turning on my vehicle. Then as I turned onto the road that would lead to the highway, I took a deep breath and started saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The drive home was 30 minutes and the entire time I repeated Psalm 23 over and over again while clinging to my steering wheel until my fingers were white. When I finally pulled into the driveway of my manse, I put the car in park, let out another deep breath and whispered, thank you. Repeating those words to myself during a difficult journey provided the reassurance that I needed, that I was not alone. I knew that God was watching over me, helping me to get through that challenging time, and that no matter what happened, I would be okay. Over the next few months, whenever I got back into my car to drive at night, I would repeat those words, those words that have brought comfort and strength to so many, over and over and over again. They helped me to journey through one of the darkest valleys in my life, and I have never forgotten that. Each one of us has experienced dark valleys in our lives, times when living has become overwhelming, times when we have been terrified, times when we were not sure how we could put one foot in front of the other. And in all our times, but especially in those times, the psalm reminds us that we are not alone, that this life journey we are on, the journey that leads us through green pastures and beside still waters, the journey that has its smooth moments and its stumbling blocks, the journey that continually propels us forward, that this life journey is not taken in solitude that we have a creator who walks with us and before us and behind us, a loving, holy parent who never abandons us, no matter how overwhelming or dark our valleys get, a God who loves us beyond measure and wants nothing more for us than for us to live in the fullness of life we were created for. Psalm 23 reminds us of this promise. It reminds us of this presence. It reminds us of our faith. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
May we cling to these words and its message this day and every day of our lives. Thanks be to God, our good and faithful shepherd. Amen. Let us join together in prayer. God of grace and peace, like a loving shepherd, you guide us and you lead us to life. Be with us now as we offer our prayers and pour out our compassion for ourselves, one another, and our world. Holy God, you promise us life abundant, life filled with beauty, meaning, love, and justice. We thank you for all the moments of abundant life that we have encountered this week. The beauty of sunshine, lengthening days, life-giving rain, the moments of care given and received, for peace that came in the midst of struggle and direction that came in the moments of wondering, for the beauty of this world and the compassion of community, we give you thanks. Help us, O oh God, to remain ever mindful of the rich blessings of this world. God, hear our prayers and in your love answer. We pray for all who feel like they are in dangerous valleys, for all who live in unsafe settings, for all who inflict violence in word and action on others, for all who are seeking safe place. We pray for women's house, for shelters, and for all who are providing counseling, support, and safe places for those living with domestic violence. God, hear our prayers, and in your love, answer. Today on Mental Health Sunday, we pray for an end to the stigma and discrimination around mental health, health and for increased compassion, knowledge, and care. We pray for all who are struggling with mental health needs, those who cannot afford the care they require, those who are afraid to reach out for help, those who do not have support around them, and those who are making the brave and sometimes difficult step in seeking help from others. We pray for all who are receiving care and for all who are providing care, for families and friends. God, hear our prayer and in your love answer. As we mark Asian Heritage Month, we offer our thanksgiving for all the gifts that people from Asian countries and those with Asian descent share. Help us to celebrate and grow in our knowledge, our compassion, and our sharing. We lament the rise in anti-Asian discrimination and harassment, the history of oppression and exclusion, and the systemic racism that fills so much of our lives and our world. Bring your healing and your justice. Guide us to grow in love and your holy vision of community. God, hear our prayer and in your love answer. We pray for all who are in hospital, all who are ill and all who are dying, for friends and family and caregivers and for healthcare workers. We pray for all who work in ICUs, those who those who are setting up field hospitals, those who are traveling to provide care in our province, those who are transporting patients. We pray for the people of India 
and all places where COVID-19 is causing immense suffering. We pray for all who are working to distribute the vaccinations and those who are working to make sure that no part of the world is left behind. We pray for Dr. Ian Era, Dr. Nicola Mercer, and all who work in public health. Guide us, O oh God, as we continue to make the sacrifices to care for ourselves and one another. God, hear our prayer, and in your love, answer. We offer to you now, O oh God, our individual prayers. God, hear our prayers, and in your love, answer. We pray all this in Jesus' name, as together we join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We are very proud of being Asian people. So we uh, keep uh, celebrating and uh, finding the meaning, what does it mean in Asian culture, in Canadian background. So every May, we kind of celebrating in worship service. When I think about Asian Heritage Month, I'll have to say that I think this is, it's newer, and so I didn't grow up having this being something that was celebrated in elementary schools or high schools, so um, my relationship to it is a bit different in that um, I still haven't been in a lot of communities where I've seen it very actively celebrated, but um, I think that it is a great way to you know, be intentional about uplifting Asian leaders within the church and society, and also a time to reflect on different um, United Church of Canada partners that we have in Asia. For me, what, what Asian peoples in the United Church, and I can speak from my own experience as Japanese Canadian is that there are um, multiplicities of uh, faiths that we bring um, and with the faith comes uh, a uh, heritage as well so I'm United Church but I am informed by Buddhist Buddhist um, um, spirituality um, uh, which, which is all sensory so Christian um, United Church uh, worship tends to be um, only a couple of senses, whereas the Buddhism brings in uh, a lot more senses uh, uh, of scent um, and sound that's different. So the sound of a gong is part of my heritage as well. The scent of, of uh, incense um, informs my, my Christianity. So I think we bring those um, things to the United Church of Canada. Um, we bring very many different worldviews, ways of looking at the world, ways of being in the world, um, some of which is um, nonverbal. So our, our body language um, uh, is what we bring as well and how we relate to people in a communal uh, way and a community way that um, is part of who we are. Um, we uh, Japanese Canadians tend to hold back. Asian people value harmony, uh, harmony uh, between uh, female and male, between you know, night and day or between heaven and the earth. So we 
value. So work together, not separate, not separate, but connecting together. That is a kind of one Asian spirit, I may say, among other things. So I think we can bring that spirit, a harmony spirit, to the United Church of Canada and connecting all kind of people, uh, one body, and work together. So it's not, it's not melting together to making one body, but you know, uh, kind of mosaic culture. That is also, I think, Asian culture. Yeah. So we may contribute to United States Canada. Friends, as we go from this time of worship, may we hear the voice of the Good Shepherd calling us out into the world to follow where he leads, to be nourished and refreshed so that we can be disciples of Jesus in this time and in this place. And as we follow, may we see the face of Christ in every person that we meet, and may every person that we meet see the face of Christ in each one of us. Let us go in hope, in peace, and in love. Amen. Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Or you can send an offering to Harrison United Church by visiting harrisonunited.com and clicking the donate button or by mail at Harrison United Church, P.O. Box 298, Harrison, Ontario, Canada, N0G1Z0. Thank you so very much and God bless. <music>